one. You're listening to Pretend Parisians. Wow. Why don't we do it together every time? You're right. Welcome to, well, I'm sorry, um, it's been a while. It has been so I feel long. like we've said that so many times. I've said yeah. that exact phrase at the beginning of so many recordings. We've just been so much less Wait. consistent with podcasting these days, but there's been a lot going on. Um, mm. We have some big news, but yeah, I want to say that I'm eating a pan suisse. Pan au suisse. No, pan suisse. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's fucking amazing. Oh. Beep. <laughs> delicious and it's, it was hot I picked it up on the way to Selena's and it was hot yeah and if you haven't had a pan suisse yet and you're in Ferraris, Ferraris, France you should have one definitely they're my favourite pastry and I'm trying to eat as many as I can before I leave ah! <laughs> but wait um, yeah so if that you, was a way some, to throw it in it actually worked really nicely <laughs> I did not plan that but yeah uh, yeah so if you're like what are you talking about y'all um, we're talking about Emma's leaving like mm-hmm. she's actually leaving for good not just for Christmas. Doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. Um, Wait, hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. On it, it, it. <laughs> She's pastroyed the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was honestly delicious though. But yeah. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> no, but really, it was really good. Okay. So yes. So yeah, she's leaving. Can you speak a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So basically very last minute decision i was already gonna fly home for christmas to australia but i had booked return flights Mm -hmm. like i fully intended on coming back but it's i'm meant to be leaving i was gonna go home for a month to see the fam and everything and then suddenly just like a week ago now a week and a half um i was like i can't i need to go home i just had this oh i just had this overwhelming gut feeling which i'll talk more about because I think it's quite an interesting one, actually. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of spoken to a few people since having it, which has enlightened me more. And I think there's so much to unpack here. But, um, yeah, I just had this overwhelming feeling that I need to go and that I can't come back, basically. I don't know. I just felt like I'm just, like, I just decided. And I'm normally not very sure with my decisions, but this one hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm so sure of it still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I actually quit my au pair job last week, which was terrifying. I'll also talk about that. Um, and so I, it's like my last two weeks of pairing, gave them my two weeks notice and yeah, flying home in a week, in eight a week. days. That's mad. Um, cause it's the first of December today. Yeah. And I fly home the eighth, no ninth. The ninth, yeah. And, um, and I ain't coming back. Mm, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Selena's a little bit salty about it. Yes. <laughs> I'm sad. It actually feels it like... It is sad. It's sad. It's, it, when it, when it, when it, I mean, we, I've had a week to to process, but it like definitely... Like my host mom, who also is now <laughs> getting a bit... It definitely better. felt like I had this sense of, like, grief. Yeah. I think that's the perfect word to use. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. It was, like, the first day Emma mentioned it, I couldn't sleep at night. Because I was like, no, she cannot leave. This is horrendous. She can't think like this. And then she came over. Oh, yeah. And we had a beautiful little, little wine and cheese night. We did. And we talked about it heaps. And 
I was like, you're absolutely mad. Uh, Selena basically convinced me to stay. Yeah. And she's Which, like, yeah, you're right, like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. entire time, she's like, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it'd be so silly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Next day, she's like, no, I'm going, I'm actually going home. So um, I had to like reprocess it all because I was like, yeah, she's, yeah. she was just it like, is, um, it was a 24-hour thing. It's like when a, it's like a breakup. This whole thing mm. is like a breakup and Delphine, the lady from the agency also talked about how it's a breakup with the host family but so much of it has reminded me of that of like it's like when you think about something by yourself and don't tell other people for a really long time like in a relationship mm-hmm. and you start to pull away and think oh maybe I could leave and then you start to realize oh my god it's actually a choice to end this yeah and then you kind of go back and forth for a bit and you'd like you're like, oh, you know, I'm still here. And then, no, it's like, I'm actually going. And then, and then the, you know, the final decision happens. And then and then everything that happens after that, people could kind of maybe try and, like, say reasons why you should stay or whatever. But it only solidified my decision more. Isn't that interesting? It, I, like, yeah, honestly, I likened it to a breakup so much. Because I've never really it, dumped anyone. But I feel it like it's that. a lot of I've sense. dumped Paris. Yeah. yeah. And everyone in it. Mm. Mm, yeah. And mm. there's so many different little, yeah. And, like, my host family. Anyway. Um... I feel like there's a lot to unpack, and I don't know where to start. There is. Um, <clears throat> but it is sad. Don't get me wrong, I'm sad, and it doesn't feel real, and I know I'm going to miss Paris, but that's... We'll get to that. Where do we yeah. start? Also, wait, let's just quickly reassure our listeners oh, right yes. now, and our contemporaries don't and panic. community. Don't panic. We're going to continue our podcasts. We're going to be doing it long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for those who live here, we will still be doing our events, we'll still have Run Club, we'll still be doing all the things we do currently i just, just won't be there so without him it's probably i don't know if it'll be really worth coming to them but like you know you guys <sighs> do whatever you want <laughs> no. yeah but hopefully i can facetime in i'll be back next year at some point also i mean obviously for your at wedding some point but yeah but i don't know how early i'm going to come in the year it depends how much money i make and how fast mm-hmm. um but i was gonna say something yeah no podcast i think it could be interesting we'll still cover a lot of paris life and living abroad but also we're gonna try and broaden it a bit more and, like, I think it could also be interesting to talk about for those who have experienced going home after being abroad and, like, feeling lost in that sense and sliding back into, quote-unquote, normal life. Mm. I can talk a bit about that, and that would be quite interesting yeah. and relatable for some people. Yeah, there'll be lots of content yeah. um, that we're looking forward to sharing with you, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys will enjoy hearing. But for now, for today, right now, in this moment, let's just talk about how we come to terms with... Mm, Trusting your gut. Okay. So yeah. Let's elaborate on that, that. And then how I quit and then where we're at now. Go on the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Emma's been talking about lots about, you know, listening to her gut and following yeah. that. Tell us more in detail what the gut feeling was Okay. and what it feels like to follow it and how you feel after it. Okay. Um, I feel like I could talk about this a lot. But it's been honestly a very enlightening experience for me. And I feel like I have grown through trusting my gut and my intuition and like backing myself so strongly in mm-hmm. the decision. I feel like it's going to make me, I don't know, it's really been very enlightening. But um, I don't know. I've, I mean, obviously I've been homesick for a little while, on and off, like up and down or like feeling a bit. Like, my mental health hasn't been amazing for a little while now. So that's mm-hmm. one of the factors as to why I think I should go home. Um, obviously, my finances here, I've also spoken about on the podcast, shit house. So, um, and I just got tired of waking up every day and, like, stressing about money, feeling 
bogged down by my mental health. Like that was all like contributing factors. Also like au pairing, it's like technically my third, one, two, three, fourth year of like start at least starting an au pair year mm. in Paris. And I'm starting to be feel a bit unfulfilled with that, which I feel like some people could relate to mm-hmm. if you do it for more than a year. Um, and like this, just the timetable of it, the structure of it, or the lack of structure, the lack of stability here, all of it was already playing on my mind for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I just I kept having like really bad days mentally, and then suddenly it clicked in my mind. I also was reading a book. I don't know if I should talk about the book. Yeah, um, talk about the book. I think it, it's really too much of a coincidence of timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, the book. Okay, so I was reading a book. Tell us what it's called and who def- it. Yeah, it's called The Defining Decade. I don't know who it's by. I think it's Meg Jay or something. It's a, it's a, um, like a, a doctor though, right? Yeah, okay. she has a PhD um, in psychology. I don't know specifically what field, but basically most of her career she focused on working with 20-something-year-olds. Um, and... The whole book is about your 20s, how defining they are. And mm-hmm. and she kind of talks about what a lot of 20-something-year-olds, what problems they'd come to her with and how she'd work through it with them. And, like, you know, just some of the most common things, which would be a lot of, like, generally 24, 25, 26-year-olds okay. feeling lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had the book with me. Right. Because um, there's – wait, actually. So I think I may have already said this, but basically she, she, she talks – in the book split into three sections. One is um, work, then love – and then the last one is mind and body. Um, and she, yeah, she just talks through like some of the main um, issues people come to her with, which I'll list now and like like a little summary of it and kind of yeah, how to work through them and stuff. I feel like if you're feeling a little bit lost in your 20s, it's an amazing thing to read um, to ma- help you feel less alone and also maybe help you think of ways to put yourself a little bit more on track. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Do you think um, it's only quick question? Do you think it's only for those who feel lost in their twenties? Mm. Could it be anyone in their twenties? I think it could be anyone, but I think I think it could be anyone, and maybe it just might not. I don't think it's going to speak to everyone the same way that it spoke to me. Okay. I also think that like if you read it, you would be a lot like, oh yeah, I already do that, I already do that, I already do that. Okay. Or like, and then maybe some parts of it you would resonate with and would enlighten you to something. Or I'm not sure if it would be like as profound for you i'm not sure though you yeah. should read it that's why i, I, I will tell me <laughs> anyway so um this is just like a little segment from the intro to it um so she says every day i work with 20 somethings who feel horribly deceived by the idea that their 20s would be the best years of their lives people imagine that to do therapy with 20 somethings is to listen to the adventures and misadventures of carefree people and there is some of that but behind closed doors my clients have unsettling things to say and so then she goes on to list um, some of the things. And this first one, I feel like really resonated with me. She says, um, like 20 somethings say, I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean. Like I could swim in any direction, but I can't see land on any side. So I don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like really sums up your 20s. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling somewhat lost or maybe not, not even if you're feeling lost. Um, I feel like I just have to keep hooking up and see what sticks. I didn't know I'd be crying in the bathroom at work every day. The 20-something years are a whole new way of thinking about time. There's this big chunk of time and a whole bunch of stuff needs to happen somehow. Mm -hmm. My sister is 35 and single. I'm terrified that's going to happen to me. (laughs) Poor sister. 
saying that about it. I know that, but it's true. Like you, I look at like, you know, um, like some people and I go like, oh, I don't know. Like you compare, like it's just, it's such a period of comparing and mm. like looking at even, let alone like people within their twenties as well. Like I look at you, like, I don't like you look at everyone else around you who are on completely different pathways and mm. you, and you can't help but at least a little bit go, oh, should I be doing that? Like, right. Of course. Cause it's, you know, um, uh, I can't wait to be liberated from my 20s. I'd better not still be doing this at 30. Last night, I prayed for just one thing in my life to be certain. Anyway, so that last point and the first one really spoke to me because okay. I do feel like often that I have felt for the last... I'm turning 25. Also, probably a little bit of a quarter-life crisis coming yeah. on from mine. This is going to be so much of me talking. I bet that's what it is. Okay. Um. Anyway, I feel for the last... Not okay. Firstly, I don't regret anything that I've done in my first five years in my twenties at all. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I came to Paris, just to make that clear both yeah. times. Uh-huh. And the things that I've gained from being here are like absolutely unmatched, and like mm-hmm. have completely like they're gonna create who I grow on to continue to be, like and everything, whatever. Um, even the bad things that happened, whatever, everything that's happened. Um, but the whole thing about like yeah, I just want one thing in my life to be certain. Like I feel like yeah, a lack of stability lack of like any clear road she also talks about like the plethora of choice you have in your 20s and how that really because in psychology like if you have like the more choice you have the less likely you are to make a choice mm-hmm. so it's like you know and then not making a choice is a choice in itself and then you kind of just end up like dawdling around i think that's the idea of like your 20s is like it's made out to be this like amazing like oh go be carefree go try all these things and stuff which it is and it is a time for experimenting but then it's also like you aren't just like magically going to get hit 30 and then everything's going to be Switch. tied up in that neat little bow ready to like, I don't know, continue life. And mm. obviously everyone's different. Right. Anyway, am I rambling? Am I, am my thoughts coherent enough? Absolutely. Are they coming out? Okay. Yes. Anyway. And it just, okay. Basically as I was reading this whole book, so many things spoke to me. She kind of says like what clients would come to her and say, and then what, and how they'd like end up getting, working through it and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of them had, like, commitment issues or thought, like, you know, 20s is not for, like, settling in any kind of way or they just felt lost. Or even if they had have gone on that, like, traditional pathway of, like, uni and then look for a job, they still felt unfulfilled. And it was just so much, like, a lot of it made me feel really seen. But then it also, like, it stirred up a little fire in me of, like, Mm. I need to, like, I need to make a change. Right. And it was just, like, I started to realize that she kind of talks about how if you want certain things in your life... 20s is the time to make them happen okay. or at least work towards them happening. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not working towards them happening, but... It's also trying to figure them out, though. Yeah, which I feel like I've spent the last five years mm. doing. And mm. I will continue to, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But also, like, um, why does it have to happen in your 20s? Like, this book is about overcoming all of this. Why does it have to happen in your 20s? Why is there a rush? Okay, well, she also talks a lot about that as well. Um, I mean, it turns like, if I if you want to have a family, if you want to get married and have children. Yeah. Yeah. She talks a lot about how, um, this is also, I know the thing is, I would hear a lot of this, give me, like, say, six months ago, and I'd be a bit like, yeah, but like you know and this is also what she talks about like, you know everyone's like oh everyone's settling down later everything's happening later like you're having children later like my mom had me when she was 43 mm. amazing but then she just talks about how if you think long term basically also we've spoken about this on the podcast before i've never thought long term right like realistically ever beyond mm. like me not even a year like let's be real um and 
all of a sudden having a long-term plan is kind of um, feels sounds kind of nice and appealing. But she talks about, so if you want to have kids and like married and have a career, it's like those things can't all just like happen at once. Right. If that's what you want, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that, those are things that I think I do want. Like I've always, I've grown up thinking I want them. I've gone through like ebbs and flows and like maybe they won't happen, kids and marriage, whatever. But it is something I do want to work towards. And in order for me to have a successful career by myself and be financially independent and have my shit together mentally and everything and then have a healthy relationship and then have kids, you know, like that's going yeah. that's like gonna take doesn't a long fucking time. Yeah, like it doesn't that. just happen. Yeah. And I know I'm like working towards it still, but I just feel like I need to be home in order to like take those, like have the stability to take those steps forward. Because she also talks about like, because obviously I lost my dad last year and she's like, you know, if you want to have kids and you want to be there to see them, graduate college or Mm. uni or Mm -hmm. have kids of their own like maybe think about the fact that you know like obviously my parents had me when they were a bit older Mm. and like not saying like obviously people can die at any point in life but it is like you know the likelihood obviously rises when you get older and like my dad was 67 so it's like you know like if he had had me 10 years earlier he would see 10 more years of my life and like he would have maybe seen me have kids and get married or Whatever, which you'll never see, obviously. But like, I don't know. I just I I suddenly was like, oh my god, if I have kids, I want to be there for that for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to put them. I don't know. I don't want them to experience that. I don't know. And I know the thing is, though, you can die at any age. My mom lost his. But it's just those things are coming to mind. Also, she talks about fertility and yeah. how rapidly yeah. it declines after thirty. And like the stats on that is insane. And I yeah. never really realized. Like I did, but you hear about it. And then she talks about a lot of people who kind of say, you know, you've got time, you've got time, which is true. But then. For all the, time for, just keeps going you know yeah. and like if I want yeah there's just a lot to do yeah and I just I just got this burning thing of like I want to start making steps towards my future and I need it like I just need to do it now um and the last thing is also I think Paris has been amazing but I feel like au pairing in Paris has given me all it can possibly give me at this point yeah time. like I feel I like I've milked that. it hardcore yeah and at this point I'm kind of just waking up and being a bit like again Meh. Yeah. And which is like I don't want to live like that no you know like who knows what tomorrow rings and I'm like no I'm done with it boom done and that's why I just, and then I had this burning feeling in my gut, which led me to then go and quit my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Any comments? <laughs> I just rambled for so long. No, we love the ramble. Um, do you, okay, so you're a week in from making this decision and quitting your job. Mm-hmm. Do you, has there been any little, little inklings run through your brain where you're like, oops, maybe I couldn't, maybe I should have, maybe I could have. Um... I am incredibly sure of my decision. Yes, yes, that, and yeah. you can be. No, no, but, okay, that's what it comes back to, which I was also saying to Selena, I feel like I've never felt, I've never made such a big decision for myself so suddenly and been so sure of it and it not be dependent on anyone else, mm-hmm. like a love we had a big, or a friend or anything. We had a big conversation about selfishness. Mm. And, like, the rights and wrongs that come with that, I guess. Like, when is it good selfish and when is yeah. it selfish selfish? Yes. Because when I quit, my host mom did say, this is selfish of you mm-hmm. a few times. And I was a bit, like, taken aback by it. But then I did say to her, you know what? It is selfish. But, like, that's also I life. Right I need now. to make a... Like, yeah. making decisions all the time, they're generally going to be selfish because you have to make them for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't always make selfish decisions that I... Alright, so it doesn't define your personality. Mm, I mean, I hope not, because I've been called selfish by a couple of people. <laughs> um, but 
Um, yes, but my point of that was it's pretty fucking liberating to like make a decision purely for you and like be so sure about it. Because even moving over here is kind of different because it happens in stages. I don't know. And it's more like you can always come home. Right. And like it's like you're going out for an experience. This is more like, I don't know, I'm like shifting the pathway of my life into gear of like something I really – Yeah. Like, I don't know. I hope I really do hope, and I can uh, I have no doubt. I'm more so I want to say excited to see and hear all about this shift mm. that you will experience when you go home. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. I feel like it's gonna be different. Well, it's all up to. I mean, it's all up to you. Like you've yeah, gone home, yeah. and you have to constantly remind yourself why. Yes. So I've it done... sounds like you're in the mode. Like yeah. you're in action. Mm. Like that's and, where you want to be. And that's why, like, when I was reading this book, I got like <clears throat> antsy because I'm like. Oh, I want to make these steps. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, yeah. Um, But point being, oh yeah, I keep writing about all this stuff as well so that whenever I'm feeling unsure, Mm because I know I'm going to go home, I know I'm going to miss Paris, I know I'm going to be like, oh "Oh my God. Normal. Like, of course. But the thing is, like, even if I leave in six months, always going to happen. Or a year or whatever. I'm always going to miss it. But I know I'm going to go back eventually. So anyway, and so I keep writing in my diary and like in my phone points of like why I made this decision, why I'm so sure of it now. Like, don't forget this feeling of being sure of it and like blah, 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 blah. So that I can like whip that up and read it and like mm-hmm. reassure myself. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, yes, the other night when the dust kind of settled, I think it was like Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So it's been like one week since I did it. I was waiting for my friend at the Christmas market at Hotel de Ville. Also, you need to go there. Beautiful. Have you been there? Oh, we. I went because it was all closed. Oh, sad. But I went last year. Well, it was just cute. Yeah. It wasn't like overwhelmingly great market spot, but um. No, but the Hotel de Ville is really pretty. Yeah, it was yeah. so pretty, and there was like music and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. But anyway, um, and I was sitting there looking around like, oh my god, this city is amazing. Yeah. Because, I, uh, but then like, I know that. I don't know. I was like, oh, like, am I silly to be giving up such a world-class city? And but you were going to give it up that. at one stage anyway. Exactly. You're long term. And I was like, and I have really experienced it. It's not like I'm ever going to forget the feeling Paris gives me. And I'm. it's not like I'm never going to come back. Yeah. I don't know. And so there's been moments of like, oh, like I'm saying goodbye to this city, mm. which I love so much. But then it always just, like, that lasts for a few minutes. And then I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes, sure of it. Which is such a cool feeling to have, to be so yeah. sure of a decision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for her. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Ramble, ramble. Yeah, lots of I'm ramble. see if I cut a lot of that out. I don't think a lot of it needs to be cut out. Yeah, but it's, like, a bit annoying to just listen to me ramble. I disagree. Okay. Um... Also, like, Emma's mentioned her men- mental health and how she wants to go home mm. for that. I think we'll do a whole episode on mental, mental health. Maybe we do that next week. Yeah. Mental health, living abroad, but also just in general, especially in your 20s. Yes. We both have things to talk about for that. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of people would want to hear about that. Absolutely. So that's coming your way. And it can be even more, I mean, it's always a thing, but then when you're overseas, it can highlight it or it can, like, it can be kind of isolating and scary if you have dips in your mental health while overseas without your usual support system, mm-hmm. being so far away, yeah, so many things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that. Yeah. I'm excited about that episode actually. Um, but yeah, that's a big update. Um, Should I talk about quitting, repairing? Yeah. Do you want to quickly tell us how that went? You Okay. Just quickly tell us from start to finish how you quit. Yes. I'm going to talk a little bit about quitting and repairing because kind of a scary concept also one that i never let be a possibility in my head to quit halfway through the contract right do you know what i mean i'm always like i don't know 
it's an intimidating prospect like it's because it, it's also a weird dynamic over here. it's not like a normal job which mm. i found out in a way like there's some blurred lines there blurred boundaries so yeah. quitting it telling a whole family like you just who house you mm. um that you're leaving is a bit intimidating yeah you know yeah um but and that's why i didn't even have it in my head as an option until suddenly when i realized oh my god i can just do whatever the fuck i want it's my life i need and if right. i want to make this choice i can do it was being like like that's when i switched you know anyway mm-hmm. Anyway, so I basically, as soon as I knew for sure in my gut, um, I went to speak to my host mom. My little girl was at tennis. I had just dropped her off. And I actually spoke to one of the older nannies in French there that I see every week. And I kind of asked her for her advice. And I told her because I was like, it was just on my mind. I couldn't like, I knew I couldn't go to sleep that night without like doing something about it. You know, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, you know, when something's just so. Yeah. And so I said to her, the, um, this lady who's lovely. Um, this is what I'm thinking. I really feel like I need to be home with my mom and my family and whatever. And like, should, you know, like, do you think that's bad? Do you think I go tell my host family? Like my flight's in three weeks. And she said, no, totally makes sense to me. But like, you should go tell her now. Like, yeah. you know, I'll say yeah. tennis and you just go. Um, and I was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm going to go do it. Anyway, so I went to the house. I was so anxious. Mm. Um, went up. I started crying immediately. Lol. Um, and it, it was kind of awkward because she... Bonjour. <laughs> I was like, hey, host mother, um, can I talk to you for a minute? She's like, yeah, of course. Come sit down. And then I started crying. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, are you okay? Like, let me get you a tissue. And I was like... Don't give me a tissue. Yeah, just like maybe stop, stop for a minute. Because nice. yeah. <laughs> you're probably not going to like what I have to say. Anyway, I like laid it out all on the table for her. My mental health some health problems my family had had back home recently and how all of this had just come to me being like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was just got a bit like, eh. and then she said, um, she just like her whole really demeanor changed. And then she was like, um, oh, so you're leaving. And I was like, fuck, she's not going to be happy. Anyway, it was a bit of a blur. She spent the next two days kind of like annoyed at me. Cold. Very cold. Would barely look at me in the eyes. She only started looking me in the eyes again maybe a day ago. Wow. Yesterday, yeah. And like smiling. Wild. Um, and <laughs> she kind of said a lot of pretty... I, I guess it was a shock for her. And this is what Delphine explained to me. is like she said a lot of the time when au pairs leave or in au pair situation when one tells the other we're done, it's like a breakup. And like one party has been thinking about it for a while and has come to the conclusion far before the other party knows and they're shocked so sometimes their reactions can be quite emotionally driven and like they can say things they don't really mean just purely out of like maybe being a little bit hurt a little bit like pissed off Mm. Uh, all those kind of things you know which kind of makes a lot of sense yeah as soon as she said that i was like oh okay i can see it like that now it makes Mm -hmm. sense because she said them things to me which were pretty hurtful to be honest yeah and i didn't expect like a supposed host mom right to say to someone like even an employer i don't know Anyway, whatever. So she, like, kind of, like, was not happy for a while. Tried to convince me to stay still, come back. Anyway, I told her the next day I saw her again. And I was like, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, this is what I want to do. So mm-hmm. she like, kind of just, like, came to accept it. Um, so it was definitely – it's been awkward and intimidating. But I think it's also helped me become more – I don't know. It's, like, it's a cool thing to go through in a way to have to, like, back myself in those situations where she's literally, like – saying all these things to me mm. and I have to just be like no I'm sure of this I'm sure of this this right. is why like 
I know I'm not a bad person. I don't know, like, it was very, like, you have to be strong in that situation. Yeah, and in a way. Especially yeah, sure. if someone's coming at your character as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. We haven't told my little girl yet, which is scary. I'm telling her today. I'm telling her oh, today. Telling her today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to, the host one's like, we think you should tell her, like, just you tonight. So, yeah. anyway. So that was, like, an intimidating experience if you've ever done it before. But then I also spoke to the girl, lady from our agency, Delphine, and she was, like, from Europe services. Yeah. So she, it, she was, like, it happens all the time, like, and these emotional reactions can be normal. Like, you just got to give them time to process. Um, and technically, just so everyone knows, as an au pair, you only have to give two weeks notice, which I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. So technically, technically, I haven't done anything wrong. But I just think it's an interesting thing because this is where, like, the dynamic of au pairing and the boundaries within it come into, like, very stark, I don't know, reality. But was not in a sentence. But... You know, like, the reality between being a family member... Oh, sorry. The line between being a family member and, like, mm. an employee. Because mm-hmm. if it was an employee, they would be maybe pissed off that you're leaving the job. But then it's like, okay, well, you're allowed to. You obviously quit a right. job. But if it's a family member, they're not going to ever, like, make you feel guilty for, like, saying, I'm, I'm unhappy. I need to go. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, this weird little in-between. Yeah. And also, I am being made to leave my apartment, like, two days before my flight. Which is Which is very- a bit... Um, just... It's a bit weird. Like, the... Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, but it's so, like, French and it's very, like... It's cold. Like, it it took me by surprise. It's petty. And, yeah, it's petty and it made me go a bit like, okay, so I'm not part of this family. Because right. if I was, you're not going to be like... Mm, Leave me home for two, two nights. Days, yeah. yeah, two nights. Like, mm. come on, two nights. What the fuck is that going to do? And if it was... Yeah, so if it was a family member, they wouldn't do that, you'd think. So right. that's what... It really brings that whole weird au pair relationship the, yeah big reminder like show. you were actually just an employee yeah right but yeah. then it's like if i'm an employee why are you emotionally coming at me as right. well and yeah. guilt tripping me and, and stuff such a weird such line a yeah, yeah it's a weird job so yeah yeah wow so she's she's done a lot in the past week um there's emma of ours i just want to say also as soon as i quit i did feel a massive relief and weight yeah. off my shoulders which yeah. was interesting it's a great sign it? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, there it you have it. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, but How the time is coming up very close. You know about this weird shift in our pretend reasons and in your life here in Paris and everything. Um. Honestly, because I'm so. Well, no, but we know, but that, that's here. been implied multiple times. So you're allowed to say that. Okay. But um, it, I guess like if it was earlier, if it was before buddy buddy, let's say, if I had less stability in my life right now, I would kind of be like what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I'd be very, very more lost. Um, but I've made some really good friends lately at like work. Um, and I feel like I will have people to turn to who's not just Emma, where mm-hmm. I can actually like be myself and chat about things I need to chat about. Um, oh, and like try on wedding dresses. Yeah. Pretty sad about that one. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole friendship part, I mean, I am going to be there forever. I'm going back home potentially anyway. Yeah. So that part's like all chill yeah. and it's not like goodbye because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we live in the same suburb. Especially if we keep this all going and stuff. Like, exactly. We're we, still going to be in contact we'll all the time. We'll our friendship, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this that's not going anywhere. And I'm not like, even the goodbye is not going to be too difficult because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to see her soon. Whereas like saying goodbye to some of our other friends, that'll be yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. That's they're the ones you don't Pain know. Pain to the heart, yeah. You. Yeah, that's the scary advice. But it will be, I think saying goodbye to you is going to be very, like, symbolic because it's, like, the end of this whole chapter. Yeah, we did this, we did this, this yeah. part all together. Like, we haven't been here without each other. I know. 
No. We both came at the same time. If I was you, I'd be very scared if you were leaving. I mean, I'm already on edge here, but if you were leaving, I'd be like, oh. Right, right. And I guess I have, like, I have Yvonne's as well. Yeah, so yeah. So that makes different. my yeah. situation a bit different. Yeah. Um, With pretend Parisians, it's taken me a while to process this. Yeah, um, yeah what are you thinking? It's more like events. They're going to be a lot more intimidating and overwhelming to do What was myself. your immediate thoughts and reaction when I told you? Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've become so French. C'est pas possible. It's not possible. Um, honestly, denial at the beginning. I was like, nah, she's not going to do it. The stages of grief. Yeah, seriously though. No, I, I swear to you. I swear to you, it was like stages of grief. Also, I didn't think I would react in this way, which I'm still trying to get better at. And I keep to myself. But it's like, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Um, oh my God, what's the word? I think it's actually ah. Uh, resentment yes (laughs) yeah yeah i have a bit of resentment even like i don't even really want to text her sometimes because you're i'm resentful i am and i'm I'm admitting it and i think it's more good step to admit it i think it's we can look at it more if it's a positive than a negative because obviously it means it's just because she means so much to me and i really just need some space to process her disappearance well, you're and gonna have a lot unfortunately, of space. resentment. <laughs> yes, about to leave. Thousands of miles. Of space. Um, but obviously, like resentment's what's coming out, which is a nasty reaction. It's nasty. And I don't think I've ever done that unless it's like a proper breakup with someone. Yeah, well, there you go. It's another kind of breakup vibe. Right. That's why it's... I was telling you. I am that at the beginning of this podcast. I was like honestly grieving. Yeah. There's these emotions that come out when you either break up with a boyfriend or you. Somebody disappears in your life, mm. like through death. <laughs> Don't know why I just didn't say die. Just like, disappear <laughs> through death. <laughs> um, oh my god! But yeah, I it's very strange. Um, that just the way I've been reacting. I think it's very subconscious as well. But then sometimes I'm like, hmm, why am I grumpy? Oh, that's why. Okay, well, it's good to be aware of it. It's interesting. But I'm, I, I like, I'm not taking it personally, obviously, and Emma doesn't need to take my reactions personally. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's just, I don't know. It's a big change. It's crazy. Big change. Yeah. It's, like I was in Emma's apartment the other day, and I thought to myself, I'm like, mm, won't be here again. Like maybe you know one more, two, one or two more times. But I'm like, this, this is like our recording studio. Mm. Gone, and I will never be able to Gone. go back because well, it's, neither. It's, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I was also saying goodbye to it too. I guess, yeah. but I don't know, like little things like yeah. that, little like, details. It's like a chapter that. for you. Like I'm starting a new chapter, and this chapter is closing for me. But also, I mean, a chapter is closing for you because, like, yeah, you won't have access to that space that we spent so much time in. Everything will, everything will be different for you. No, like as in like. Your lot, experience will, be, will be significantly different, considering also because we've created this whole pretend Parisian scene. Yeah. It's been so, like... It's our face. Like, it's mine and Emma's face. Yeah. But it's not and going it's away. Gonna... I'm not going no, anywhere. No, and I'm like... not being replaced. Yeah, she's, she made that clear. Yeah, replaced <laughs> the first thing she said. There will be some resentment there. <laughs> but honestly, it's more like the events, like, oh, like wine nights. And, I mean, Emma was barely at Run Club anyway, but... She's on her phone, so she's not even listening. Oh, wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I have like also a million. She actually things. has no idea what I just said. Yeah, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Tell me. 
I just said like doing events by myself, like wine night. Oh yeah. And then I was like, and run club, but she's barely over there anyway. <laughs> well, which so. is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's part going to be just. Anyway. It's gonna, yeah, it is. Aren't you guys gonna miss me canceling run club last <laughs> minute at midnight the night before? You know, I, a few I, lines. Did you see I almost canceled it yesterday? Yeah, I did. I I posted you canceled. I did, I, I did pull an Emma and then when I did it, I immediately was like, oh my God, I regret it. I regret it. I can't. I can't. That's so funny. And then we ended up doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah, kidding. One really interesting thing that I think you're saying there is because pretty much, I've just got to link it back to romantic relationships because we keep bringing up mm-hmm. breakups. I've pretty much never, like I've always been dumped right. by any serious relationship because I just stay in it mm-hmm. until... They do the hard work. Until, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I never do the hard part of leaving it. I just, like, try and make it work until the very, 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 very end. Right. Which is obviously unhealthy, but it's just my way of doing things. I've mm-hmm. never had the balls to actually step up and break up with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm always scared of, like, the, oh, what ifs and everything. And so this is so interesting, but this whole thing with, like, whether it's with you, with my host mom, with, like, the whole Paris, like, I don't know, everything, everyone here who I'm, like, I feel like I'm breaking up with, I know I just said this, but it really feels mm-hmm. like I'm getting to see the position of the dumb birth for mm. once yeah. in a weird way. And I'm, yeah. I'm actually understanding it so much more. I'm like, wow, if you feel like this is something you need to do for yourself, like props to you for having the balls to do that as, as much as you care about the people mm. or the thing or how amazing it was, you recognize it's time to move on from that. Like it's mm. pretty like, yeah, respectable. And now I'm like, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that sums up. I think we've summed it all I up. I think we have. I think it's all in there. But Tambrisians, still going. Fear I will, not. Honestly, also though, we're probably going to record another episode before I leave, but I do want to say that Tambrisians and this thing, like everything that we've created here and everyone we've met through it and like, I mean, it's just been incredible. Like, I will never forget any of this. Like, it's been pretty life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, like... Without it, don't know what we would have done yeah. for so long. And it's like she yeah. has glassy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been amazing, and yeah. I'm so proud of what we've done. Yeah. And Paris would have been very different if we didn't have this. I wouldn't I have been here. Yeah, I, think, I don't but, think you would have asked that. Yeah, but like it's just been. I don't think I would have either. It's been amazing though that we've created this and we've met so many cool people through it and had an impact on people. And even if it's like no matter how small or whatever, just like it's just it's been great. Yeah. And um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to me. Absolutely ramble. Hope you found it interesting. Um, please message me if you have any similar feelings, need help processing them, or want to quit, or have quit, or I don't know. I'd be really interested to know if anyone has done the same thing or felt the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's plenty of people. And um, and thank follow you for everything. And like and subscribe on every every social media you can think of. Abiento. Abiento.